The football pod on OTB Sports. I think they'll have too much. I didn't hear a word you said in the last 45 seconds. What? Breaking news here on the football pod. The football pod is available every Tuesday exclusively on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. All right, three minutes past eight this morning here on OTBAM, and we're talking football with Mark Lawrence. And Mark, good morning to you. How are you? Good morning. I'm all good. Thanks, chaps. I have a slight concern, if I'm a Liverpool fan, that perhaps tonight is a bit of a trap game for us where we've already hammered Man United this year. We're coming off the back of a massive win against our main rivals. Everybody's talking about four trophies. And it's still Man United, and it's still one of those games where it's like, do we just? I'm not saying they're going to get complacent, but this happens. Strange things happen in football where Man United dig a performance out on muscle memory, if nothing else. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm absolutely totally with you. I'm going to match as well, so I'm I'm a bit that way. Which is, you know, they really won't need a team talk, Man United, will they? Um, Getting done five at home by Liverpool. And the way Liverpool are at the moment as well, and the way Manchester United are in a, a mess, basically. So you would think within the starting eleven squad, whatever you want to call it, there will be a lot of resilience and resistance, and there'll be a little bit like, let's get stuck into this lot and let's see if they can deal with a little bit of um, tackling, shall we say, for want of a better description. I mean, they can't they can't come to Anfield and be passive, surely, because if they are, they'll get they'll get rolled over again. And the physicality that Ralph Ranić has bemoaned the lack of from Manchester United's perspective isn't really there in the team. So, like, I can see you, you try and pick a fight with somebody who's bigger than you and you hope that they overreact <laughs> somehow. Like, it, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. And I understand the Liverpool fans out there and the Man United fans are going to be like, this is nonsense. Like, you know, this could easily be... We've already had somebody text us this morning saying Liverpool should be looking for seven or eight tonight. And No. Well, I mean, that's just, it's just that's ridiculous, isn't it? And I mean, look... If you ask Jurgen Klopp now, he'd take 1-0. One, 1-0, one, one no injuries, move on. Um, and that's the, way, that's the way to approach it. The other thing as well is, is you know, obviously a good result at the weekend, um, although I thought City really played into Liverpool's hands. So he will change the team around again tonight, I would have thought, make two or three changes. Um, and just, you know, business as usual, basically. I think that's... I can't believe he's given them long long team talks anymore because they know exactly what they need to do. What changes would you make to the team tonight? I don't think he'll start Cater. I think I think Henderson comes back in. Um, legs, basically, energy, um, driving from midfield, all, all, all those kind of things. Cater had a really good game at the weekend. He's, he's you know, he can't, unfortunately, he can't mm-hmm. catch a string four or five really good games. Together, that's been his problem. And then, of course, he gets injuries and stuff and he seems to be out for quite a long time, So, which is unfortunate for him. But as I say, he was really good on Saturday. But I think Henderson comes back in and he might he might change one of the front players, possibly. What does Kate need to do then to get ahead of Jordan Henderson? Is, is it just that to, to prove to people that he can go 10, 15 games in the bounce? Yeah, that's it. I mean, you know that you know. There's a player in there. I think you know. I think Klopp's always said that there's a player in there, and he keeps playing him, thinking that you know he's, he's just going to have this run where suddenly Liverpool realised you know the ability of the player that they signed up all those years ago. But he's he's just one of those who's just been really, really unfortunate. He's never he's never really had a consistent run in in the team, and 
you know, he's got in and then maybe not played particularly well or then he's got injured. He's, he's actually been really, really unlucky. Um, but obviously, you know, he, he gets bypassed probably at the moment because Klopp thinks that he's got other players who are eight, nine out of ten where, you know, Cater might be six one game and, and eight the next week, which at, at that level you can't have. Well, and what about the stylistically then between Keita and Henderson? Is is there a different sort of game? Even if you could trust them yeah. both the same, like you know, you've got Everton for example again that they'd be expected to win at the weekend, and then Champions League then the following midweek. So, is there a consistency there to the selection in in your view, or is it a little bit of a horses for courses situation? I I I think Klopp's preferred three is is Henderson, Fabinho obviously, and and Thiago. Um, I mean. You know, I worship at the feet of Thiago. I just think he's brilliant. It's just as I keep going on to you every time I come on the program, um, and he's he's going through a run where obviously he's getting even fitter. He just sees stuff all the time, and that's why I don't, that's why I don't think Cater will, will will get in. To be honest with you, it's it's probably I think the best midfield is the three that would start tonight. I think, but you never know. A club he might suddenly decide no. Cater played well at the weekend. I'll chuck him in again, but. I doubt it somehow. The Thiago performance seemed to be better this time against City than the first time, which is actually a really good sign. I don't know if you agree, first off, that he was better at the weekend than he was when in the 2-0 draw, but it's a sign of a yeah. player who's actually uh, assessing the scenario, learning as the season goes on and um, understanding what you have to do to impose your game. Yeah, I mean, he's, just, he's just he's just like a fabulous talent, and occasionally he has an off game, which doesn't everybody. But he sees stuff that none of the other midfield players see at all. And you know, as I keep, he's got radar. He's like even in the game at, at the Etihad. I mean, was it was it his diagonal pass that started off the move that was it the first equaliser? I think. You know, a hell of a pass and stuff. But he, what he, what he will do, he's not, he's not worried about giving the ball away, which sounds daft. But he isn't because, because you know, he'll 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 try basically. If you watch a lot of Premier League football at the moment, midfield players, second touch is backwards or sideways. Really seriously, as if you watch it, it's but it's is not with him. It's just everything's forward, and that's you know, he makes them really, really more progressive as a team. With his ability, just to, just to, some of the balls he plays in as well. If, I'm sure if you get a straw poll with the uh, the forward players about him passing them into feet, they'll all like wow because and he and he really he really drills a ball into them, and it's easier for top players to control them with their touch, etc. And um, I just rave about him as you know, but he's just he's he's made such such a difference because he just he just sees things, he just sees opportunities and passes that. Mere mortals don't see at all. Is there any possibility they take him out of the starting lineup tonight to rest him for the other big games coming? That he's well, the one. I would, I would rather play him tonight than then. If that was the case, than play him against uh, Everton, because Everton's just going to be a, a dogfight. Um, and unless Liverpool, you know, get get up early and get a couple of goals in, it's, it's going to be an absolute dogfight. And um, they're horrible games to play, in, as everybody knows, and. I think tonight will be less of a dogfight, to be honest with you, and, and that's why I think he would play him, but maybe leave him out against Everton. I guess that makes sense from a, a physical perspective as well. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. then just the, the last one on the the, um, 
the defence, right? So Kanate comes into the team and scores every game he plays at the moment, uh, which is pretty good. It's a, a real sign again that they're they're managing the introduction of a new player into the team where there's no pressure yeah. and there's no stress and it's like the complete opposite of last season when all the centre backs seem to be fit all the time, which is a bit of a miracle. But do you, is he getting to the point where you have to pick him or not yet? No, not yet. Um, because you only had to see against Benfica the other night where um, he doesn't quite get at the moment that the high line, you know, you can only, you can only really, I mean, that's how Liverpool play, but you can only really play with the high line if there's no pressure on the, if there's, if there's pressure on the passer from midfield. If there isn't, you've got, you've just got to drop off a little bit. I don't think he's quite got that yet. Look, he's, he's, he's almost there, but um, does he get in before Matip? No. No, um, Matip's Matip's been excellent again all season. And the other thing that Matip has been giving Liverpool as well is is coming out from the back and and committing the opposition midfield players, and he's made such a difference. And uh, him and him and Van Dijk obviously are the best partnership at the club. So Kanate is getting closer, yeah, shall we say? Which is which is fab, isn't it? And he look he looks like he's learning. And I mean, what is he? Twenty two, twenty three. He's a beast as well, isn't he? In terms of size. Uh, one last thing then Salah uh, he's playing really well the ball just won't go in <laughs> off his ass it's whatever is going on it's just bad luck at the moment it seems or or is he playing yeah. a little bit off I don't know what's your no he's, no it's, there's, not, there's nothing wrong with his performances he's just he's just not scoring but they're winning and it it, it, it really doesn't matter and it, it will change it always will it always has done I mean Mane had a little bit of a spell as well but you know the fact you've got We've got five players in there for the three positions. is is not an issue. And as I said, that they're winning all the games, and generally they're, they're winning quite comfortably. And I know Klopp said on on Saturday that the first half was the best performance, but in all honesty, I thought they were aided and abetted by uh, Manchester City because why you wouldn't play your best goalkeeper and arguably one of the best goalkeepers in the world in a team that was weakened because of injuries elsewhere just remains to be seen. I just think. You know, I said to you before about Guardiola, I think sometimes he overthinks everything and thinks he's the cleverest person in, in the room. But um, what a strange decision that was, playing the goal, playing the American boy. Yeah, I, and look, the the goal that Zach Steffen concedes um, by his touch, when you compare and contrast with what Ederson was able to do in a similar scenario, like you can see that the difference between at least getting into extra time in the game is that one goal. And well, we, we reduce football sometimes too easily to these tiny incidents but like it's it's clear that in a similar scenario one of the best goalkeepers in the world has actually shown us in the previous game that he can get out of yeah. that scenario and this guy he's just young and learning his way and getting to the inexperienced maybe rather than young um, can't do it No well like, you know I thought I should have saved the third goal I thought his, I thought his positioning was wrong I mean it, it was shot away it was shot away by them poor lad I mean um be interesting to see whether we ever we ever see him again playing for City in a in a, in a meaningful game, and um, you know, and um, it's, it's unfortunate, obviously. But what 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 a game to throw him in on! It just it just did not make any sense. And I, and I know after uh, the game in Atletico Madrid, when I think what did Guardiola say? We're in trouble. Well, no wonder he's in trouble when he chucked the kid in. I mean, what? What's the point? I don't get it. I really seriously do not get it. He could have actually completely done his career in. Uh, the Daily Mail this morning are reporting that Manchester City have agreed terms with 
uh, Haaland's people half a million a week mm. is going to be the, the salary and that that will result in them triggering the release clause for 60 million or whatever the, whatever the fee ends up being yeah. so uh, is it a coincidence that this comes in the immediate aftermath of defeat to their main rivals in the cup um, is it a bone that they're throwing to the city fans going don't worry no no I think it was always going to happen wasn't it I don't, I don't no I don't, I don't I don't think it was it, it was that it's just um you know, he's only just come back from injury, but he had a spell of not scoring for a while as well, didn't he? I think everyone was looking at him thinking, wow, has, has, has his magic gone? But no, I mean, it'd be an outstanding signing. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And it won't really matter if, if he's not, because they're still an absolute top team. Well, you know, these 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 two, Liverpool and Man City, the, the two top teams in the world, as everybody knows now. So um, I, think, I think it'd be a good signing. Um, and gives them again a different way of playing. But if, if you look at, he's going to have to get used to the fact that sometimes he might not see the bottle for a while because they do love keeping it, and it might suit him. It might suit him to have a little bit of a rest, you know, up, up front, and then when it gets into his areas, possibly that all of a sudden he's raring to go. But I think I think I think it's a really good signing, and they're always going to make a statement with the signings anyway. Look at Grealish for 100 million quid last year. Do you make City still the favourites to win the league? Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather be in their position than Liverpool. Although, you know, as I said to you before, it's 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 easier chasing and it's more difficult being chased. But, but, but yeah, but you just, the, the only thing is, you just, I just look at Guardiola and look at his, and he's a top coach, manager, call him whatever you will, but he does sometimes make strange decisions. I'll throw you another one in, which wasn't long ago. Crystal Palace away. Um, when they were drawing, needed to change the game. No substitutions. What's what's that all about? I, I just, I, I just that's I think is kind of Achilles' heel for want of a better description. And I'm just wondering whether in this running he has another one. That's the hope from a Liverpool perspective. Uh, Kieran, yeah, yeah. If they were <laughs> if they were to pull this off, right? The the quadruple. I, I do wonder first off what, what's your instinct about the fact that that's what they keep getting asked about and it keeps being every paper every day has had talk of the quadruple since the league cup final does mm-hmm. that does that add pressure does it what, what, does that have any impact do you think on the possibility of nah. what's happening nah they're in a bubble they're, they're in a bubble and you know they know I mean Klopp keeps saying as well and the, the number of games they've got to play um, and obviously still in two cup competitions because, you know, you just need one poor performance in a, in a cup match and, and you're out. Um, no, they won't. Listen, they won't be talking about that in the dressing room. They'll actually be taking the mickey out of each other and, and stuff with, with, with different things. That that won't be, come on, boys, let's, you know, go on and win the quadruple. It will not It will not be mentioned. Um, you know, we were looking fortunate to win three, I think, one year, three out of four and stuff, and... He didn't actually until the very last competition, like the European Cup. He didn't think, oh, you know, we can win a tr- we can win a treble. It was you're more worried about the fact who were you playing next? Would you still be in the team? You know, if you had a bit of a stumer and stuff. So, no, it's it's and the other thing I think these guys don't read papers anymore, do they? Um, they, they obviously watch telly and listen to the radio, but well, maybe maybe not even listen to the radio, unfortunately. But that's their own fault. But um. They probably watch Sky and you know realize how great they are. Not, but now it's um, in 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 the dressing room. It it will be the last thing that the, anybody ever mentions. 
Because, by the way, if Klopp heard it, Klopp would go nuts. It, like it, it, it is a, like an unquestionable massive achievement if you manage to win multiple trophies, whether it's a quadruple or a treble. And not to get back to Pep again, but it does like that was what was on the line for Manchester City on Saturday. Like um, with his team selection, it was mm. the ability to go and uh, I guess match Manchester United's treble, the exact treble that that, that they had notched up. And they were they're in prime position to win the Premier League. They would obviously be in prime position had they won on Saturday, and they would feel that they could definitely do a job in the Champions League. So so that just makes mm. the team selection a little bit more mysterious yeah well it, well, it does but then um, I don't I mean I, you know we don't know what's, what's his, what he's thinking doing between his ears so you know as I say he's an, he's an outstanding coach but he just I don't think he would have been I don't think the treble particularly worries him I think he said didn't he about a month or six weeks ago that the Champions League is a trophy that they really want to win and I think if, if you said to Liverpool what would you like to win um, they'd probably say the league, <laughs> you know, between between the two of them. But you can't, you cannot pick what you want to win, can you? Because obviously you've got to be outstanding teams along the way, and, and you can lose games and, and stuff like that. So um, no, I think I think all the noise outside about trebles and quadruples and all those kind of things, ah, I don't in, inside that dressing room. I'm, I wouldn't say it's banned because then you're drawing attention to the fact that you're banning talk about it, but. As I said, Klopp will be having absolutely none of that whatsoever. All right, Mark, we've got to let you go. Thanks a million. Great with your time this morning. Cheers. Enjoy the game tonight. That's uh, Mark Lawrence helping us to preview Liverpool against Manchester United tonight. What do you think is going to happen, Owen? I think Liverpool will win 2-0. And I think that they're uh, substantially ahead of Manchester United. Well, they are. Strange things have happened. Yeah. uh, You're not, you're not, there's no weird, like Southampton beat Arsenal at the weekend. Brighton beat Spurs. You're saying none of that, none of that crap can happen. Norwich were, you know, like two 0 down, came back to two all. Could have like easily done something against Man United at the weekend. You're saying no, I think, no, no, no. I think that the way Jurgen Klopp has been playing or speaking in the last couple of days, I think that there is, I think there's limited chance of that happening. Like he's really gone to to, to ten with his uh, talking up of Manchester United and how big uh, a game it is. He says that like we have to be angry, we have to be greedy. Uh, you have to approach this game like you won nothing. I think that probably illustrates the attitude of a team that uh, challenges for a title anyway. And Manchester United don't, don't have that. Like this, this is obviously the night where Manchester United get angry and get greedy. Like they don't do this on a week-to-week basis. So that's why you'd be a little bit concerned of a of a shock to Liverpool is because of what Manchester United can bring. But Liverpool letting down their end of the bargain, that's not going to happen because that would be completely out of character with what we've seen from them this season and over the last couple of years. Yeah, it, it, it just the like for them to be perfect all the way through to the end of the season would be remarkable would be like we we appreciate the fact that we are talking about one of the all-time great teams if they manage to pull that off and that that is right there for them and they're trending towards being one of the all-time great teams but they haven't actually delivered enough silverware just yet they've won a Champions League and they've won a league and a league cup which you know we 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 count for the purposes of a quadruple but when you're tallying it up at the moment they're uh, they're as good as any of the Premier League era teams, except the treble winning team, except maybe the Invincibles, except maybe the Chelsea team who won two leagues in Mourinho's first period. Like at the moment, you know, they've won. They need to win more, I, I would say, to deliver on the promise that they show at the moment. Is that, have I uh, been ambivalent enough about that and given everybody enough to agree with that? Well, yeah, I think that this team and its quality 
deserves more trophies, but deserve got nothing to do with it uh, when it comes to the <laughs> to deliver that punchline of it, just which I created for myself and knocked it out of the park myself. Uh, so, like, uh, yes, they, they're 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 too talented to just walked away from this era with just those three trophies for sure. Uh, the problem is they're up against a team that is better than a team that the treble Manchester United teams were up against domestically. And I would say the same goes for the Invincibles team. That's from a movie that was out before you were born. I know. I know. I, you know what? I, I realise and I've come to the realisation that life does exist before 1994. But I'm, I'm not like, I kind of like stick my finger in the air and kind of realise that, that, that there is kind of life. And there is culture. And uh, you're a man of culture when it comes to like 1980s and 1970s. 1990, 1992. Unforgiven. That's the movie. Yeah. You knew that though, right? Well, of course. I mean, uh, like it's uh, Gene Hackman, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, Gene Hackman is literally getting his head blown off. The next thing that happens after deserves got nothing to do with it. <laughs> William there you go. blows the head off Gene yeah. Hackman's character. His name, I've, I've, I've uh, sure, I'd, I'd say now if we were to sit here for twenty minutes, I'd be able to work it out, but I can't. But yeah, that's okay, the point. You can, can just sit here in silence and just wait for it to come to you. Deserves got nothing to do with it, and you get your head blown off sometimes by Man United, like. <laughs> if if Ralph Ranick was to win tonight and secure fourth place and stop Liverpool from winning the league, he would go down as like in he would become a cult hero immediately. So there's a lot on the line from a Manchester mm. United's perspective, which we haven't spoken about. It's all been Liverpool. Liverpool won at the weekend. It's the quadruple. If Manchester United were to be able to somehow derail the unstoppable juggernaut of Liverpool from winning the league, and you listen to Lauro, the Champions League would be great. But like we've just won that. Whereas actually winning the league in front of our own fans is the thing that the city of Liverpool, apart from the Everton half of it, wants more than anything. If they could stop that, Manchester United could be the ones to stop that. If Ralph Rania could achieve that, that would be uh, that's like that's a legacy, right? That's something. Like he's definitely fighting for his own credibility as much as anything else. I, I would say I think that that's taken a massive battering over the last few months. They, like, uh, and we've had this conversation around Ten Hag over the last little while as well. That there is a risk that you just get on this water slide, which uh, is your reputation, and there's nothing you can do about it, and you're just constantly slipping away. And that's what's happened to Ranić here a little bit this season. But there's time. There is time, as we said at the top of the show. They can get top four here. They're absolutely in the conversation for it. If he manages to pull that off, it would be. A saving, he would have climbed back up that water slide, which nobody's ever done before, and he would have saved his reputation and maybe even enhanced it. Yeah, I think there'd be a, a bit of enhancing going on at the at the end, where everybody revises the oh look at the shit show he inherited. That team should have finished ninth, and then he finishes fourth. Now, obviously, they, have to, they would have to do something remarkable tonight uh, for that to happen. So the uh, other alternative that they finish out of the Champions League places and out of European places is still on the table for them. Um, Lil Bill, that was his name. Lil Bill, Lil Bill, uh, Lil Bill Daggett was um, the Gene Hackman character, um, who you should think of tonight if, uh, if Bruno Fernandez manages to ping one in from forty-five yards. Bruno's in all the papers today for having crashed his Porsche and having had to get Juan Mata to come and pick him up. Juan Mata being in the role of the person that you ring when you crash your car on the way to training is not that surprising, really. It's like, listen, uh, that owner, uh, it's been a bit of a bit of an issue here. Uh, I'll tell you about it when you get here. Could you come and just pick? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop a pin on WhatsApp. Could you just drive here and don't tell anybody about it? Certainly, don't tell any photographers who also happen to be on the scene capturing my very expensive car and the damage to the front right fender. Yeah, it, like a very, very on brand for Juan Mate. You know that you could also like crack a joke after about 10 minutes in the car as well. 
with Bonnata, or he sorry, he would do that thing as well. He would kind of soften the blow a little bit for that. There and there isn't even anybody that comes close to that in, in that dressing room. What was the what was the line that Dara Shea had about Eamon Fitzmaurice? If I murdered somebody, he'd be the first person I call. Was that it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's and Juan Mata is in the Eamon Fitzmaurice role for everybody in that Manchester United dressing room. Uh, OTBAM is brought to you live each morning by Gillette Labs for an effortless finish to your day. It is eight twenty six this morning. Some of your comments that have been rolling in on YouTube and on Twitter. Uh, John says, "Isn't the orange twirl exactly like Terry's chocolate orange chocolate?" No. Touche. No. Oh. No. They're oh. different. They're different. Cadbury's chocolate is different from Terry's chocolate. Yeah, but it's orange. Orange just like kind of like blasts you with something that just takes away the idea of there being different brands. I would say that there's like uh, more of a hint of orange in the twirl. The Terry's chocolate orange is a bang over the head. Both are pleasurable. Both deliver the same thing. You're, you, know, you get to the end and you're like, I am pleasured. That's like exactly what you want from... Uh, eating too much chocolate uh, the orange chocolate lint is a real thing of beauty says Lawrence I mean if there was a hierarchy of um, stuff that you want for future reference out there if anybody's watching I would like some lint uh, the lint chocolate is my favourite at Christmas at uh, Easter did you like did you go shopping for your own Easter egg on like Easter morning when you realised that pretty much thought pretty much it was like late on Saturday I was like I'm really not getting you really I'm really not getting anything no Okay, fair enough. The worst you weren't here last week, but the worst part is like I sent away for this fancy thing online, um, and then it arrived, and it turned out it was actually the size of a cream egg. <laughs> it's like, oh no! What yeah, was that? It's like uh, that that uh, Easter egg is far away. Oh no, it's right beside <laughs> me, and it's still the same size. Um, <laughs> it was like a fancy filled painted thing, which was like you know I was saying um, roughly cost the same as a Fabergé egg. Uh, I was like, oh, this is going to win me some brownie points. I might even get a, an egg in return. No, no egg in return. Oh, it was a gift? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, not for myself. Oh. No, I didn't buy I I know. I didn't buy the fancy stuff for myself. That was, uh, yeah. And how, how, much did you, how much did you pay for it, if you don't mind me asking? For a green egg? 20 quid. <laughs> like, 20 quid is going to be like a normal-sized egg. It was literally, about, it was like smaller than it. It was half a cream egg. Um... Oh Apparently it's very nice too. I didn't. I didn't get tried. No, I can imagine you didn't. No, That's, they need to start putting like uh, ten cents besides Easter eggs. There wasn't enough to share. Uh, it's eight twenty-eight this morning. Um, Klopp admitted Liverpool took mercy on them at Old Trafford at five 0 after Pogba got sent off. Says Yasin with half an hour to go, they could feasibly hit them for six plus tonight. <sighs> this is. Uh you know that's the type of stuff that creeps in what what are all the friends of the Liverpool players saying ahead of this game tonight in their WhatsApp groups in their meetings with them are they like oh you're going to go and hammer Man United it's going to be a historic night for you all you got to do is show up they'll barely be able to keep the ball kicked out and so forth and so on right that's that's what they're all saying none of them are saying I'm really worried about this Man United team this flaky United team none of them are saying that no, but like Liverpool haven't gotten to within contention on four fronts by allowing that stuff to seep into their head. Like that, that's not even going to be something that they entertain. Like Liverpool are better than Manchester United, and if Liverpool show up, they will beat them. And of course, there are other factors than how hard you're trying. But I don't think there will be enough of those factors that will stop Liverpool showing up to the extent required to beat Manchester United. And that, that's that's why you'd be confident enough. Like, obviously, the 6-7 thing could be ridiculous. Like, the, the, the thing is, though, that Manchester United, if they concede an early goal, what happens to them? What, what are their friends saying in the WhatsApp group? 
they're going, oh, this could get ugly if there's an early goal. And that's the difference. Uh, I'm looking forward to a Maguire masterclass tonight, says Ballon Dorson, uh, also on YouTube, which is a fair point. There are some extenuating circumstances which prevent this from being a true trap game in that Manchester United are uh, discernibly and demonstrably a bad team. Um, so, uh, MOC says, that wouldn't be like you, George, to say something about Wales. Very out of character indeed. I've no idea why Stephen Jones blocked me. If anybody uh, wants to ask Stephen Jones what it was that... Although he's blocked so many people at this point, I suspect he can't actually remember why he blocked people. Uh, Shifty Lad says, I'm not a Liverpool fan, but I think Salah really needs Firmino to play for him to be at his best. Trent is amazing. His pass in the third goal is pure class. Beware Manchester United tonight. Come on, the devils. Um, does Salah need some Firmino action beside him? I think it's just bad luck rather than anything specific. It's not like... We don't, we don't believe any of the conspiracy theories about the contract playing in his mind and the absence of certainty somehow feeding into an uncertainty when it comes to him being a smidgen less ruthless or less fortunate when it comes to his finishes, right? Do we? No, like I, I wonder is there questions maybe about just the um, severity of the damage he was doing to opponents in the first half of the season with uh, with his goal scoring. Like I don't think anybody said that it's been a, a massive drop off whatsoever. But he has played a lot of football. He has gone and he's gone on a couple of international breaks that have been particularly taxing. And uh, like and, and I would suggest that maybe that's had a tiny bit of an impact, but but nothing major. Like I think that Mo Salah is still the best player in the Premier League, one of the best players in the world right now, and he's the guy you want with the ball at his feet if it's nil all going down the home stretch in the Champions League final uh, Liverpool up against one good team domestically says in Bod We Trust 13 on YouTube who isn't actually Brian O'Driscoll uh, Liverpool up against one good team domestically that same team in Europe United's travel team had to contend with a great Arsenal team domestically and then Barcelona Inter Milan Juventus and Bayern when they were all real forces in Europe you'd say that uh, Bayern were still a real force in Europe you know I mean they've just been beaten in the uh, quarterfinals but let's wait and see exactly you know how good Villarreal are over two legs you would also say that Real Madrid are still a good team in European football terms Chelsea just won the European Cup last season I, I think this argument that like uh, oh this era is much easier than other eras isn't true is it? <laughs> I, I would say that when you get to the to the very end of the Champions League, it's 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 actually more difficult than it used to be. I think the the super team era is here in a way that it wasn't in '99. I do think that maybe getting out of your group would have been tougher in '99. I think Manchester United's group proved that it was it, it, like the, the group that they had, they'd had in '99. That was obviously a bit more coincidental, but I think that there was a, definitely a few more banana skins around the way. Whereas at the moment, I think that it's just the top teams that are all on a crazy level and, and a level that perhaps we haven't seen before. So it's when you get to the, to the quarterfinals, semifinals, finals, ironic that Liverpool are playing Villarreal, I'd accept, but that's where the, the problems arise and that's when the, the real difference is, I think. All right, last quick messages here. Uh, Owen, excited for the upcoming Kendrick album? Yes, yes, it's not till next month. Uh, obviously, uh, I got a lot of hate for saying that Kendrick existed in a different plane to Eminem after the Super Bowl this year. But you know what? If there's Kendrick fans out there, hopefully there might be a bit of love as well. It's been five years, five long years since uh, one of the best to ever do it has done it. So uh, next May, I can't remember the exact date. He released the press release last night. Uh, quote tweeting somebody who says Kendrick's retired, I think. Uh, so this is going to be his last album with his current recording label. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see what happens after that. 
Okay. Uh, did he not come off his absolute peak, though? Was it on a period where everybody was like, oh, he's past it? This is a comeback in some ways? I mean, obviously, five years since, uh, that would make sense too, but... Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I would respectfully disagree with that, but I'm I'm not necessarily a rap aficionado. I just think that Kendrick is absolutely phenomenal. And as I say, one of the best to ever do it. And I think his last album was absolutely on that level. Not my personal favourite, but he, he hasn't necessarily dropped off a, a, whole, a whole pile. It's going to be one of the music events of the year uh, next month. All right. Uh, Michael says, I'm a United fan. I've never felt less hopeful about his future before. Our midfield is non-existent. All I needed, two midfielders in the club signed Ronaldo. Instead, it's a disaster. And Martin says, I'd love to see Randy take a leap of faith and play a lot of youngsters in reserves tonight. That would be uh, an amazing <laughs> power flex from Randy going, ah, screw you, you screwed me, I'm screwing you. No fourth you, lads. Oh, that's going to be the conference league next year for them, isn't it? Week yeah. in, week out, we get to see the academy. Yeah, 100%. OTBM is brought to you live each morning by Gillette Labs for an effortless finish to your day. It's time for the newspapers. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. 